How are you? I'm Sammy Chand and you're listening to The Influencers on Tractivist. This is The Influencers, a new Tractivist series on Asian American leaders, tastemakers, and experts in the music industry. Just as important as front-facing representation in entertainment is representation behind the scenes. Too often, these influencers in the music industry just don't get the deserved recognition for their incredible work that significantly impacts today's culture and entertainment. Let's dive into this podcast series as we spotlight these individuals and hear their stories and words of wisdom for aspiring artists and industry professionals. Hello, my name is Rianne Moore, and this is the Influencers series on Tractivist. It's my pleasure to welcome today's guest, Sammy Chand. Sammy is the founder of Ruckus Avenue, an independent record label and platform for an emerging scene of South Asian musicians in North America. Thanks so much for coming on, Sammy. Thank you so much, Rianne. Thank you so much. So, Sammy, you're a man of many roles, from founder of Ruckus Avenue to a person who guides prominent musical artists to a music writer and recorder and producer yourself. In your words, what is your role in the music industry and how do you fit into the music making process? You know, I I think for me, I've always, to kind of use the the street term, I've always fit in where I kind of could, right? And um, from my perspective, Although much of my work has been kind of focused around the South Asian music community, the reason why I've had to play so many different roles is because there's just been a genuine need for them. Uh, our music community here in North America is still very establishing. Uh, it's still developing. Uh, a lot of the artists that are coming about here do need so many different roles and they need so many different capacities filled for them. Uh, and as a business owner, my job is to kind of complete that equation for them. So if it means sometimes being a composer to compose with them, or if it means just being a marketing entity, or, or being somebody of a guidance counselor, if you will, uh, all of those roles are fair game when we're talking with any of the artists. And so um, I think that's how I've been kind of fitting into the music industry, is just completing people's equations along the way, you know? That's probably the best way to look at it. Can you tell me about the path that you took to reach where you are today and when did you realize you wanted to be a part of the industry in this capacity? You know, this is really interesting because for me it started at a, at a relatively young age. I was in my teens, I was making music and hip-hop uh, for a lot of the different underground hip-hop groups that were here in the LA area at the time. And, um, but my, my limits were there in terms of how far uh, a North Indian kid could make it in the hip-hop industry in the late 80s to the early 90s at that time. And, and I started to kind of emerge in the mid-early 90s in terms of what I was doing. And so it was still kind of far-fetched to be seeing Indian kids rapping or any of that stuff, even though I was rapping at the time and I was producing music. But the production aspect of it was really what kind of took me. Along the way, I've been kind of starting these platforms to kind of help fulfill my own creative kind of outlet, if you will. You know, I started Ruckus Avenue in 1996 for the need for them for me to have a label to put my own music out on. And that's really how this label began. It was, it was built out of a, a need and a necessity. And then through the years, me as a composer and a producer, I've kind of used my role in so many different ways, whether it was film, television, and all these kind of other avenues along the way. But uh, still to me, working with artists is my favorite part about it all. And um, so that, I, I think it was, it was kind of, 
you know, all those roles together brought me here over the last 22 years of Rutgers Avenue, so. You mentioned already that one challenge that you faced is just the sheer, like, quanti the, the, the fact that there's nobody really in the industry, which is why you have a lot of your role is to just sort of fill in the gaps. Yeah. And that definitely seems like a major obstacle when you're working in a scene with such limited uh, numbers of people. Right. Um, I was wondering what other challenges have you faced in your journey to where you are and what are ways people already in the industry can address this if necessary? Well, it's really interesting because in our, in our kind of second generation community um, that we have seen this kind of evolution of how people uh, embrace their culture, learn what they bring with them from the motherland, so to speak, right? And what do they kind of hang on to? What, what, to what level do they assimilate to the American lifestyle, right? Which is like a really interesting backdrop even from, from, the, from a business owner's perspective myself. Uh, it was very, very hard for me to find talent in my first few years of this label. There just were not enough people in our community artistically involved in music. They just weren't. Um, it was looked down upon. It was like something that you did if you weren't going to be a doctor and engineer, you know? And, um, well, not even that. There are probably a billion other things that you should be doing before you become a musician, right? At least in our community. And so for that virtue alone, it was very difficult for me to kind of pull people together and to kind of form a, a, a community at large. Well, that's come a long way, you know, since, since when we started. And so, you know, if there was an obstacle that I would say that people may not know about that we've had to deal with, it's probably the, the cultural backdrop of how, you know, us dealing with parents of artists has made an influence on this label, to how the community has embraced us even outside of the music community, whether it's sponsors or whether it is other people like that that help even the music community or the artistic community grow financially. Uh, we need other sectors to come in and help. I think that understanding of the arts is now coming there. And so because of that, um, you know, that all kind of mind frame, we've now finally come to a point where finally the business sector, the artistic sector, the creative community are all somewhat aligning now. And, and I think that was the biggest challenge for my first 22 years to, to, to now where it's, I think that gap is so much smaller now. It's, it's becoming a little bit more palatable. From your unique perspective in the industry, what do you think has worked in terms of making space for Asian Americans, especially South Asians, in music, and where can we go from here? Uh, well, companies like ourselves are um, sure we have this history and that we've, we've been able to establish somewhat of a brand in our community. Um, I think where we go from now is, from here is, like interfacing well with the artists that are in our community now, that are coming up, that are making great original music, that may not have had an outlet for it in the past. Uh, that are kind of in these like satellite kind of like secluded places around the country not knowing that there's a way for them to get their music out there that there's a community that actually will platform their music because it's relevant right I think um, the establishing of our company and, and others like it are going to help that community kind of grow that, that music community needs an outlet uh, for example until Ruckus Avenue came along you know, if there was a South Asian kid that was rapping or anything like that, their best bet was to try and take a shot at the mainstream, and if that didn't work, that was it, you know? And, but we've given them another outlet, another market. And so we've, you know, through the years, have run into people that said, Sammy, I'm, I grew up listening to Carmacy, and uh, I started rapping now too, and, and now will you sign me? <laughs> you know, because there's this kind of a story there where they were like, okay, well, you sure you established or started something, but now I, you've, you've inspired me to kind of follow in your footsteps, help me help you kind of thing. And that's, there's, that community is definitely growing now. It's really cool to see that out there. So you've definitely touched on this, but 
one thing is that Asian American folks in the entertainment industry are really making headlines these days as new paths are forged to make way for more diverse representation. And especially as part of Ruckus Avenue, um, how have you thought about navigating this in regard to your own identity, your own career, and the record label? Well, I'll tell you something really interesting. Uh, for 21 of those 22 years, we worked exclusively with South Asian artists. About a year ago, we signed this amazing MC by the name of Ruby Ibarra, who uh, for us was frame-busting in terms of how we were as a company. We had worked only with South Asian artists. We had worked in this kind of field. But when we saw Ruby, we, she just struck a chord with us from a personal perspective because it was, you know, it embraced much more of an Asian identity that, that, was, that was greater than just even the South Asian part of it. To me, that relevance there in terms of how she was going about navigating with her culture and everything reminded me of what I was doing with the South Asian aspect of it. And so for me, I connected with that right away. I was like, oh my God, this is just like what I've always pictured hip hop to be like coming from an immigrant community in some sort of way. And, and to me, she emblemized that. That was like so emblematic of me, of, of, of that kind of genre to me. And so um, to answer your question, I think our growth is going to be where other people like ourselves that are navigating this American culture with, you know, a, an influence of back home and how they kind of bring it all together here uh, is now becoming our footprint out there in the music industry. We're, we're kind of growing just beyond the whole South Asian aspect of it. We're kind of becoming Asian American because we have found that all these communities all have the same kind of challenges and the same virtues to kind of navigate, whether it is parents or whether it is the business structure or whether it is all those different things and whether it's navigating through language and how much of her, her language she wants to use versus English and how much of the language we wanted to use when we were rapping in Indian dialects in English and how much we're going to use it. So that balance is amazing, right? And so uh, there's a there's a method to how that all works, and I think community, society, family, all those things make an influence in that. So it's, it's cool to see our kind of music growing, and we're definitely finding more relevance in other audiences. So. Yeah. I think one thing that you said that really resonated with me was um, that cultural backdrop and yeah. how, um, especially growing up, and your experience is probably relatable to a lot of people, just having multiple sort of forces of dis uh, discouragement. Yeah. And so, and well put. yeah. Um, and so, in that, well, like because of that, uh, I think what's really valuable about uh, artists part of Rekka's Avenue is that people who are growing up are listening to them and being inspired to pursue music on their own. So, when you you were that age, what were, who would you say were your uh, primary role models or artists? It's interesting. There was nobody like myself that I kind of grew up kind of following. Mm -hmm. There were always two different people from two different cultures that in my mind I kind of imaginarily kind of clashed together, okay. right? So like in my mind I was always walking around with a Dr. Dre beat and an A.R. Rahman beat in my head somewhere all day long. <laughs> And, and one person may not know the other side and the other person may not know the other side as well. But in my mind, that's the music I was hearing in my head. I would listen to ARMON separately or anything that was going on in the South Asian stuff, but then the hip hop community was also guiding me. And for me, those two worlds kind of came together in my head, right? So for me, I think definitely the, the, the hip hop community, the Dr. Dre's, the, the, the DJ Premier's, the Pete Rock's and all those great hip hop producers. But there was something that also from the South Asian element that I, I think that I really use. And I, for me, I can't just name one without the other side, really, you know? And so there were people that were doing that, Bali Sagu, Apache Indian, so many great people like that in our South Asian community at that time, but not completely where they were blending hip hop and our culture together. 
And one main goal of Tractivist is to provide support for all Asian American folks who aspire to use music as a platform for expression and storytelling. So what is, what is one takeaway that you would like people hoping to follow in your footsteps to know? Wow, um, I think persistence is the key. Uh, I think you'll hear that from anybody that's reached any level of success is that you can't give up. And if you are gonna go down this road of being in a career like this, it's a career. There's gonna be a long arc to it. And I think it requires a lot of patience. A lot of people are too quick to get in and out and they, and they think that it's just something that's very immediately served. And, um, it, but it's not the case, it's a career. It's something that you have to work on and it's, it's as serious as anything else out there. Uh, and, and it can be fruitful for you. It's, in, our, in our community, that's a big deal. You know, and especially when you're navigating with things like family and especially some of the younger artists that are out there, they're, they're figuring out where they want to go with it. Is this something to even bother with or if this is even something that they want to go down? Uh, I always tell people, make sure you have a great backup plan as regardless of what ethnicity you are. And but if you're going to pick this, go with it and really give it your all. And there's a lot of sacrifice that goes along the way. And that's probably the best advice I can give anybody. Can you tell me about Ruckus Avenue's upcoming releases that our listeners can look forward to? Yeah, we have a, a couple of great projects lined up. I think the one that we're really looking at very in the short term um, is a great collaboration between Buppy Lahiri, who's a Bollywood legend, uh, whose uh, music really inspired a lot of the 80s and 90s of Bollywood, really in the heyday of what Bollywood's golden era was. Uh, the soundtrack was provided by this man, and um, we're really, really blessed to be working with him. For me, it's, it's an honor. The, the man was somebody that, uh, one of those many names that helped kind of for my identity from a musical perspective. And so uh, working with Buppy Leary has been great because you know he's, he's got this legendary kind of thing going on in terms of this like style of music that he was known for, which is like this Bollywood disco kind of thing. Uh, however, uh, he's really kind of reinvented himself. He's working on this brand new project with a very famous LA band called Ozo Motley, who's this Latin bass band, their Grammy award winning um, uh, band here. And, um, so they've been working on a brand new record. It's, it's, it's this mash between Latin culture and Bollywood culture that we're really excited about. And um, you know, we've got about 12, 13 songs on this album that are just turning out to be just amazing. I just can't wait for everybody to hear them. Definitely unprecedented culture, culture clash there. So it's cool, cool to see that. But we're really excited about that. And then we got another album by an, art, by an artist named Som G, who's a brand new artist, a cello player, EDM uh, producer, just an amazing sound, very unique. And, and then again, just a tip to the the, the new generation artist is like this kind of like the you know self-sufficient classical musician but this EDM DJ blended together you know it's like this really cool like new era of like musicianship that's coming from Psalm so we're really excited about him so so, so, so fun projects coming up from Marcus Avenue. Yeah that sounds very cool and exciting. Another particularly exciting project of yours is Ruckus Avenue Radio, which will be airing on Dash Radio. Could yes. you tell us more about that? Yes, familiar friends of ours, right? Uh, so, you know, we, we're really excited about uh, Ruckus Avenue Radio. In fact, you guys are the first ones to be hearing about this. We've been keeping this under wraps for the last couple of months from, from our side. Uh, we're just really, really um, excited about just the prospect of what this means from our community. This is the first uh, mainstream South Asian radio station in the world. Uh, we're really excited about the prospect of uniting a community through it and really articulating uh, a, a lifestyle through it that's, that we're all kind of a part of, but there just doesn't seem to be a voice for us out there. So we're really excited about the, the, the 
you know, just the prospect of having all these great people coming together. We have over 60 hosts already for the station that are all talking about things from one side of the spectrum to the other. And it's really exciting to kind of uh, see that kind of all play out and see what kind of dialogue comes about it. And, but also from a musical perspective, uh, we're really, really proud to be making this a home for our South Asian artists around the world that are looking for a different type of an outlet than the traditional Bollywood or those kind of uh, old school kind of Indian outlets that are out there playing their music. So I'm, I'm just really excited about what this will really foster in our community. So it's a great time to be working with Dash Radio, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that listeners from Tractivist will be very excited. Yes, we all will be. This is going to be real cool. Yeah. Before we let you go, if people want to find out more about you and your work, where can they go? You know, I'll uh, give you some shameless plugs here. Of course, ruckusavenue.com is always a great place for everybody to check out what we're up to. Uh, but you also check out uh, my social media feeds, of course, at Facebook and Instagram, at Sammy Chand, uh, and also at Twitter as well, at Sammy Chand. You can definitely keep up with me there. I'm always posting some fun stuff every once in a while, so. Great, thank you so much. Thank you, it was very nice talking to you, Brianna. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to The Influencers. Be sure to visit our website, tractivist.com, as we create a central hub of Asian American artists, resources, and continuously update the influencers. Discover new music through our weekly radio show, as well as our playlists. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as Attractivist. That's T-R-A-K-T-I-V-I-S-T.